Cusick. Not just a word, a movement, a mindset, and a podcast. Welcome to Fusick. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Fusick podcast. I am one of your hosts, Craig Miller, and I am accompanied by your co-host, Mr. TJ McKinnis today. How you doing, TJ? I'm doing great. How you doing, Craig? I'm Welcome, doing, everybody. Doing fantastic, man. We uh, just wrapped up second quarter, had a great one, and uh, now we're all back at zero, so it's, it's, it's going back on the grind and, and just loving life. Can't complain one bit, buddy. I hear you. You know, I, I feel like uh, we should have 368 days in a year, and after every quarter you get one or two days that just don't count as anything. And then you just rewind, and then you start back up again. Um, How great would that be? Well, I'm pretty sure I did that with um, the 4th of July debacle that we had at, at the house this past weekend. Um, we're not, we're not going to talk about it. We're just going to say that everybody lived, and it was fun. Yeah? Yep, everybody survived. Okay, well, what, what goes on in Apollo Beach stays in Apollo Beach, that's right? That's right. I think that's what everybody's always said forever. Right. There you go. Pretty sure. Well, I am very excited about the guest that we have on today. Um, it is somebody that has been near and dear to my heart um, for a couple years now, and and I, I'm, I, this is if there has been a Fusick story that we've had on on you know the podcast so far, this one's it. This one's what it's all about, and so I'm pumped to have Mr. Kevin Grant joining us. Uh, Kevin, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Craig and TJ. I'm pretty excited to uh, talk to everybody out there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Kevin, we are very excited to hear your story. And, and um, Kevin, how was your 4th of July first off and, and any fun stories you can tell us about? Hey, I'll tell you, I had a uh, interesting evening at the uh, Craig Miller residence. That was a good time, but those details we're going to hold off for a different day. <laughs> uh, there you then, go. Uh, then we took a couple days at Anna Marie Island and uh, vacation with a couple friends and sort of relaxed uh, after you and TJ had mentioned it was a great quarter for everybody. So it was good to get a couple days with the family. And we all say work hard, play hard. And when you can do the right things to have some fun with the family, that's sort of what, uh, why we do what we do. That's right. Perfect. That's right. And I'll tell you, you, you definitely um, gave a great suggestion last night for dinner. Uh, Katie and I went to the um, Siesta Key. I had never been down there before, but it's about an hour south of where I live, and we had to bring the mic down to, to Kevin anyway, so we ended up going over and having a just a huge plate full of crab legs and crawfish and sausage and corn and scallops and potatoes, and it was just, you know, oysters, and I'll tell you what, there's, there's, there's not much better than have a little ice cream walk on the beach at sunset, man. I'll tell you what, the people that said I couldn't uh, be romantic, I, I don't know what they were talking about because I defined <laughs> Craig Miller Fusick romantic last night, boy. I'll tell you what. Well, there you go. Uh, and, Kevin, I, I heard that Siesta Keys is, is one of the top beaches in America. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. Craig and I talked yesterday, and yeah. it's our absolutely favorite spot to go. Uh, if you haven't been there, you got to get out there. That beach is just absolutely amazing. Good food, lots of lots of live music out there, and uh, it's a good time to uh, spend with a loved one for sure. That's awesome. Right. That's right. Well, I, I appreciate that. But let's uh, let's get into it and let the viewers and the, and the well, not the viewers. <laughs> We're not quite there yet, but let the uh, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get what they paid for here. Um, so, uh, Kevin, glad to have you on the show, and I'll turn it over to TJ to kind of ask the first question. 
Yeah, Kevin, uh, it's it's great to have you on the show. Uh, honor as well. I remember the first time I met you was at the um, what was it called? Top Golf, right? Yep. Top Golf, and you were yeah, fresh. I don't even believe you you uh, you took your course yet uh, to pass the test to take the license. So um, you were fresh, green, straight out of Best Buy, and uh, you know it's it's awesome to see where you are today. And that was only less than two years ago. So uh, our first question is, uh, Kevin, is tell us a little bit about yourself and then uh, dive into, if you would, explaining your couldn't, your fusic couldn't. Yeah, so for me, uh, really, for me, I, really, I guess what I stand for is faith, family, work ethic, and attitude. And I think when you, you, you bring that home, I have a beautiful wife, uh, as Craig Miller would tell you, uh, he probably hired me because I married up for sure. So uh, I, I knew you could sell, buddy. I knew you could sell. I, I second point. that. I second that as well. Yes. There we go. And then we do have uh, four amazing children at home, and we all work hard so that we can have the right things for our family and do the right people for the right things for for those in the community and for those people that surround us. So for me, I think uh, when I when I think of Fusick, and for everyone who said I couldn't. Um, I think I just start that out with uh, sort of how we need to wake up every day. And I talk to the team. I talk to my kids about this. Every, anything out there is possible if ju you just believe you can. You have to believe you can. You have to bring the proper attitude. And then at the end of the day, no matter who you talk to or, or where you look, what book you read, it all starts with that work ethic and then comes back to doing the work ethic with a, prop, uh, with a proper attitude. So for me, I think when I'm thinking about Fusick, anything is possible to start this career. And I remember that day at Top Golf, TJ, and there was a couple people that came up. And keep in mind, before I chose Colonial, because it's really the place to work, if you're going to do supplemental benefits, which is what I chose to do uh, because of my wife's story, which I'll get into a little bit later, um, Colonial's the right choice. But sitting there and, uh, and talking to the team out there, I had definitely more than one person that definitely said, hey, there's been a lot of people like you that came through that seemed pretty sharp um, and didn't make it. So just realize your back's going to be up against the wall and, and uh, things are going to be tough for you and there's going to be a lot of obstacles ahead. And uh, I went home, I went home, talked to the wife about that, and I sort of looked at it as a challenge for me, a challenge that not only was I going to be doing something that could impact and change lives, whether somebody gets cancer, somebody unforsakenly passes away and we're, we're giving their family some money, um, but to prove to people out there that if you have a dream and you think you can do the right things for the right reasons and impact lives while you're doing it. So I took that challenge from the couple people out there that uh, suggested that it was going to be a difficult hurdle. And I had my highs and lows a year, uh, year, year one, and uh, even going through some some periods in year two. Uh, but I'll tell you, it was the best choice I could have made, and uh, we've had some success. And I owe it to my team, I owe it to the family, and I owe it owe it to the support of Craig Miller and the team uh, team up there in Tampa and the Colonial Corporate Office. Awesome. Yeah, Kevin. I mean, I I think that you are just getting to watch and, and be a part of your your success this past couple of years. Uh, there's no doubt that you were one of the hardest workers I've ever had the opportunity to work with. And I think that your team feeds off of that. So um, explain what, you know, Fusick kind of the couldn't 
means to you, and it doesn't have to just be with Colonial, but explain some other times maybe where someone's told you you couldn't do something or, um, you know, or kind of when you started to get motivated by people telling you you couldn't do something. Like, what is your couldn't? Um, so I think for me, uh, I think any, any, any competitor out there is when somebody says that you can't do something, you're, it could start back when you're starting to play hockey and you're too small and you're not going to be able to do it because you just don't have the size. I'm uh, soaking wet back in high school. I think I was uh, five foot seven and a half. I say five foot eight, rounded up. Uh, <laughs> a wet 165 pounds. And uh, my goal was to play Division One hockey. So that was probably my first, um, my first, my first couldn't. Ended up playing D1 and then recruited to play D1 uh, UNH uh, from there. So my goal is to always take that, work hard, bring the attitude, bring the energy, be a good teammate. Um, and when you do those things, good, uh, good things happen. And then I think probably the second uh, couldn't was, I think we probably all had these. Um, if I think back to even the simple things in life, when you're sitting there at your wedding and people are making bets at how long you're going to stay married for, and um, and I think when you when you really just even look at that obstacle and how you change from being a single guy and everybody there saying there's no way you're going to be able to stick to one uh, right. one woman as beautiful as she may be, uh, so to change your lives and to bring the right attitude and the right. Uh, the right competitive spirit to make your marriage work goes there. And then if you go to starting in retail and working 24 years in retail and pre being promoted 13 times, um, taking over some terrible districts in inner city, city LA, and in a short period of time turning around when people said inner city LA is just going to be a terrible, terrible district. There's nothing you can do to change it. But if you just believe in the fact that there's good people out there that are looking to work hard, that are looking to bring their best every day in support of their family, in support of um, in doing right by, by them, in bringing that right attitude, and then if you lead those people in the right way. So I think for me, Craig, uh, through 13 different moves, through high school hockey, through, uh, through getting uh, through getting married and learning through those challenges, there's been so many. Uh, they still happen on a daily on a on on a daily basis, uh, but that couldn't for me um, is is a motivator to overcome, uh, to face up to the challenges, and to uh, and to prove people wrong when they uh, when they don't think those things are possible. Hey, Kevin, um, those are some great answers. And I know this is a, you know, Fusick, it's, it's business. We're, uh, we're promoting a colonial and all. But I, I want to touch on real briefly your comment about family and faithful and, and, you know, the jokes around being married and how, you know, when's this, how long can you, can you stay married for, Kevin? You know, all the jokes that go around with that. Touch on, because I'm a true believer that if you don't have your family meaning your wife, and if you have children, if that's not in order, and if that's not a top priority, then business is, 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 is going to, it can, may go strong for a little bit, but at some point it's not going to be as strong as it could be unless you have a full balance of, of family life and you're good at, uh, and you're happy on the home front as long as business front. So touch on 
some keys for some of the listeners that you do to make sure that you, your family life is, is where it needs to be? So I think, I think for me, um, I did go through three tough years at the beginning of the adjustment, overworking, getting home, being dead tired. And one day, and I think my wife would still say I was still a pretty positive guy, but I think we wake up every day and we go to work we drink a Red Bull, we have our cup of coffee, we get fired up for the day. So I think for me, there was a changing point where my wife and I had, were having our second child, and I had pretty much, I don't want to say I missed the first three years of my daughter's life, but I missed a good portion of it because I was traveling, I was working hard to get to where I needed to be, and we talked about it, and I said, Steph, I'll tell you what, come heck or high water, no matter how tired I am, the TV doesn't go on, I don't sit on the couch, the commitment I'm going to make to you and the kids is that when I get home, I'm going to sit in that driveway. If I need to take my Red Bull or have my cup of coffee like I have to get engaged for my, for my work, I'm going to do that for you and the family because that's what you deserve. So I made a conscious effort to, before I walk into the house every night, realize that, sure, it was a long day. Sure, I had to deal with angry customers. Sure, I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off every day, uh, but all day. But now it's family time, and I want my kids to remember that Dad came home from work, and I said to her, it's not the amount of time I spend with my kids. It's not the amount of time I spend with her, although those things are important. But what's important is the quality of time. So I think if you ask my kids today, and you can call me up pretty much any night between 6 and 7 or 7 and 8 o'clock, and the computer's off, and I'm uh, playing a board game. My kids are semi-professional poker players and rummy players, and uh, <laughs> you name it, we're doing it. I mean, 8.15 yeah. uh, last night, we're out there on the slip and slide with, uh, with the daughter and my son. So I think it's just <laughs> realizing what's important us. Uh, setting your goals and determining that without a good family life and without that faith of believing um, in family as well as, 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 as work helps to improve those things, that um, that balance is just key, TJ. Yeah. No, I think that's perfect advice for the listeners. I know uh, there was a time I've been married to my wife now for uh, going on four years, and about a year into our marriage, she said to me, TJ, you put, uh, about a year and a half into our marriage, you put all this effort into developing and encouraging and motivating your sales teams and fixing their problems, but you're not willing to, after work, sit there and talk and fix our problems. Uh, and that was a big light switch for me. Uh, and your comments about in the office having that Red Bull, I mean, sorry, in your car, in your driveway, if you're tired after work, having a, a coffee or whatever you need to do to to get into that mindset that that now this is this is actually the, what's most important, and I need to make sure even if it's only two hours that it's uh, it's the best two hours, and I'm fully engaged in in family life. So I, I appreciate that, I respect that, and uh, kudos to you, man. Yep, that's awesome. I actually took a note down. I wrote that down as that was going to be part yes. of the recap was sitting in the driveway and making sure you're getting yourself mentally prepared for walking in the door just like you would an appointment or a sales meeting or anything like that. That's that's awesome. Um, Kevin, if you could 
and it might be the same thing you just said, but if you could advise a 22-year-old straight out of college, right, or, or yourself five years ago, either way, but really just wanting to talk about a young professional that's ready to start their career, whether it's with Colonial or somebody else, but it's a sales entrepreneurship type career, what would you advise them? Um, for me, I think I learned, although I absolutely loved and I would not change my 24 years of retail, uh, some amazing friendships from it. If I look back on it, I would say be patient and find something that you love to do. Find something where you know you're not only feeling good about it, but you're impacting lives. And if I look back at had I not interviewed with retail in college, I was doing it as a practice interview. I took that practice interview, and because for everyone who said I couldn't, for the passion to succeed, I made it work for 24 years before I did this. If I had to do it over again, I would say to really do your research, find out what you love, find those jobs around it, and go after it. Um, I'll get into a story here in a bit about why I chose Colonial, but for me, that this is near and dear to my heart. Um, we have a lot of American people out there that uh, can't protect the things they work so hard for every day, and uh, we truly protect people in case they get sick, injured, or Lord forbid there's death in the family. So what we do, uh, it's easy for me to get up every day and put a smile on my face because uh, I know down the road I am going to change hundreds and hundreds of lives by doing what I do. So for me, it would be find something you're passionate about, give it everything you have, never give up, and um, if you do those things, chances are you're gonna, you're gonna make it work. That's awesome, man. I love that. Why don't you touch base on your, your personal story of how Colonial's products and what we do in the Mission for Changing Lives every day and how, you know, you're kind of why behind why our products and, and our company can be so important to a family. Yeah, so, so, for, so for me, it was 10 years, three months ago that uh, I remember working at a Best Buy store and... Um, at that point in time, I was in Savannah, Georgia, and I actually remember it was just coincidental that the district manager was in town, and uh, Steph was going in for what was supposed to be a, a large lump in her breast, and I uh, told Joe, I said, I should probably go to the doctors uh, with her, even though they said it's, it's nothing, it's too big to be, uh, it's too big to be cancer. And uh, he said, of course you should go. So I went and we were sitting there and we got the results and I remember them saying that it's a uh, large lump and it's cancer. And then uh, I just remember bursting into tears and I'm definitely not a crier, but just instantaneously, it was a pretty emotional moment for me. Um, and then uh, it was about a week later, they uh, came back with the actual results that it was stage three breast cancer and they'd taken some tissue out of the uh, lymph nodes the same day and it spread into the lymph nodes. And she was 30 years old and we had three kids at home and um, 
So we go through the process and she goes through nine months worth of chemo and the surgeries and the radiation and at the end of that we find ourselves uh, $30,000 in debt. Not that Best Buy doesn't have a good um, health care program or good benefits, but unfortunately there's a lot that goes into cancer and if it costs money out of your pocket when it's stage three, then you do what you have to do to protect your loved ones. So at that point in time, we learned a lot through that experience. We, grow th we grew through it. I actually uh, once again found, uh, found the Lord and got baptized versus growing away from the Lord. Uh, I think I found, uh, found it, got rebaptized into the uh, Christian uh, church and met some amazing friends that helped us through nine months. After that was over, it took us somewhere between four and five years to pay off the debt. And then it was probably five years ago we started thinking about opening our own business. Bring you back to three years ago, we got nine feet of snow in New Hampshire. Uh, Steph was pretty much back healthy. She had hit the five-year span, and she had been talking about moving to Florida. It was that last storm where the kids were jumping off my roof um, <laughs> into nine feet of snow, having an absolute blast. We came in, and she said, we got to move to warm weather. So to bring you to the colonial side of the story, left Best Buy, I said, uh, hey, we need to open our own business. Everybody's been saying it forever. We should do this together. And we came down south, and we took four months, first four months I've ever been able to take off. I hardly took my vacations, never mind taking uh, time off. So we took four months off to find what was right. And in doing the research, we looked at pretty much everything, bagel shops, Smoothie Kings, uh, shoe stores. And in doing the research, um, we found supplemental benefits. And we looked at every competitor. We looked at Aflac, New York Life, Allstate, Colonial. We put them all side by side. Um, I put the application in, and I got the call from Colby to set up the interview with, uh, with Craig. And... Um, first interview went extremely well. Uh, we talked about it. Craig was a good guy, told me about his story, uh, truly talked about being servant leadership, which is, I think, probably what got me to 13 states in 23 years. You have to, your people have to understand that you work for them, they don't work for you, and I think Craig and I have very similar, Amen. Uh, there you go, personality attributes when it, when it comes to that. So I think we interviewed first of October. Uh, I think I took a few weeks. I went to Top Golf, like TJ had said earlier, unlicensed. Talked to the people. You had people that were with Colonial five years, 10 years, 20 years, 40 years. Had it not been those long-term people, it might have been a little bit tougher for me when people were saying, hey, this is going to be tough. You're probably not going to be able to do this. But looking around that room and seeing the longevity within Colonial, and in talking about what the possibilities could be, this was absolutely the career choice for me. So when you put um, that into perspective, what we sell, particularly the cancer plans, when, I mean, just to, just to see the, the first person, the first account that we were in that that, uh, that, that lady got cancer and she, she was protected. I mean, what we do is just so intricate and to be, uh, to be able to overcome the obstacles and to be able to do this for my wife, for the family, 
And as we sit here 18 months later, uh, last, last week Steph got her license. Uh, she's joining us in the business. Woo! And Beautiful. Yes, it is. It's an absolutely amazing thing that now she can get out there and tell people her story. We can protect all those people out there that can't afford to get sick, injured. And uh, I am just looking forward to the years ahead. Um, but I got to tell everybody out there um, that it, there will be hurdles. My first year, there was eight to, 12, eight, eight to nine good months and three to four months where I was scratching my head saying, hey, is this what I should be doing? Yep. And um, to pull into that, I mean, uh, I was four months into this job. I lost my agency development manager. Um, his son was in a serious motorcycle accident. He spent three months beside his, beside his bed at the same time I started. I lost both my agents. And if you talk about for everyone who was probably saying at that point that Kevin is done at this point in time, he's April, he started this thing in December, there's no way he's going to overcome the hurdles. But once right. again, faith, family, work ethic, and attitude. Wake up every day, work hard, put a smile on your face, and realize what you're doing and the people you're impacting. And here we are 18 months later, and we're on one heck of a run, and I got a great team that uh, I work for, and I got some amazing people that we're impacting both inside and outside of work. That, and that's phenomenal. Um, Kevin, when when you were meeting with Craig, uh, what was it that truly made you believe and say, you know what, uh, I believe in Craig, I, I believe in the mission, the purpose, and, and I want to join the Central Florida team? You know, what was it? Was there, can you define it? Or was it something he said, his demeanor? What exactly was it? I think, I think for him, I think when you think of Craig, you, for everyone who said I couldn't, although he had his successes and, um, and all those things, he talked about growing up in the small Alabama town and uh, starting this job, hardly being able to uh, afford the pair of pants he was wearing and the wrinkled shirt he was wearing to work every day. Uh, he just made it real that... Um, this job, if you put in the work and you bring your attitude, that's going to get you to the next level, which he was able to accomplish. Right. Once he accomplished that hurdle, he sold me on the fact that leadership in this company is, is like no other. Um, he walked through how he became the agency development manager, became the DGA, went back to learn the business, become the agency development manager again. He talked about what he needed to do to get to where he was today, uh, the highs and the lows he went through, but just the possibilities. He talked about the people he impacted that worked for him throughout the years. He talked about uh, some of the incidents of the people he had protected and saved the families along the way. And at that point, it was it just I don't say it was an easy choice going to an all-commission-based job when you're leaving a big salary behind, uh, but Craig's story, and uh, I, don't want to, I don't know if you want to call it rags to riches through attitude and hard work and servant leadership, but I think knowing Craig 18 months uh, later, I think that uh, rags to riches coming from a humble home, uh, great family, but humble beginnings, and working himself up to where he is today, uh, pretty amazing story.
It, it is. And, and Craig, that, thank you for that because uh, this is a big piece that, that I believe some people miss when they're trying to recruit talent as, as strong as Kevin. It, it, not once was Kevin spoke about the commissions and how much money you can make and all that stuff. Uh, it was all about the story, your struggles. Uh, he's, uh, you sold him on the dream and the possibility and all the things that he can do posit uh, to positively uh, improve the community and improve his lifestyle and himself, his family. And, and that's the that's most important piece of what we do yeah. when we're recruiting. So, it's your story. Well, Kevin, I, I appreciate all that, man. But you, you definitely have just a, a, an amazing story yourself, man. You know, one of the things that I always ask people when they when they question recruiting, and they when they question why are we recruiting, or they question why are we telling the story, or well, no, 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 we can't tell that person to come to Colonial because they're making too much money. They got too good of a job. I say forget that because Kevin left a six figure job, right, and he came here with zero insurance experience. And at some point, at some point, everybody that joins Colonial, at some point, they did not have insurance experience. No one is born with a 215 license. Every single person at some point was non-licensed and had an opportunity that they had to join and learn this business to be successful. And just like you've talked about, Kevin, we've got 42-year veterans, we've got 40-year veterans, we've got 30-year veterans, 33-year veterans, 28. we got all these veterans that have been doing it for so long. But 30, 40 years ago, they were in the same spot that so many people are in right now, not happy with their job or maybe not satisfied with their job, right? I mean, they're not unhappy, but they're not satisfied. They're not fulfilled. They're not challenged. They're not living the lifestyle that they want to live. And then, you know, we got to figure out what's important to them. What I know that's important to Kevin is faith, family, work ethic, and attitude. And that's the culture of his office. And if you don't fit that culture, I, I know, Kevin, I'm speaking for you right now, that you could have all the insurance experience in the world, but if they don't fit your culture, you're not bringing them onto your team. And I think that's something right. that I take a huge takeaway from you is that you live and breathe your culture, and that's why your team will always live and breathe working to make sure everything that you're wanting them to do is there and make sure everything that you're trying to accomplish, they would rather you be successful than you be, and then themselves be successful. And that's a great sign of a leader. And that's something I can tell you that your yep. team sees in you. I promise you, you might not know that, but your team would rather you be successful than them be successful. And that is a great sign of a leader because you care more about them than you care about yourself. So that's one of the biggest takeaways I get from you and your story. And, man, just continue to do what you're doing because you're changing a lot of lives for the better, and you're making a huge impact on a lot of families and putting food on the table for a lot of people. And, man, I couldn't be more proud to work for you, and I know that this territory in Central Florida would not be having half the success it was having without, without you and your example and your leadership and, and everything you did at the beginning of us starting this journey. So thank you. Thank you, Craig. Awesome. Well, TJ, do you have any other questions, or Kevin, do you have anything else to add? No, I think I think for me, I, my messaging is uh, get up every day and go after what you believe in. Uh, wake up with a smile on your face. Bring the energy. Bring the attitude. Bring the spirit. Uh, people will follow people who have the right intentions. So it's a pretty basic game plan. And the one thing I would do for all the young leaders or for those leaders that have not defined their values as of yet, I will leave you with find out what you stand for, define it, make sure when you talk about it that 
that people can define what family is, faith is, attitude, work ethic. So I think if you understand what you stand for and what your values are and you give it your best effort every day, people are going to want to follow you and run through walls for you. So um, let's get after it. And for all you people out there listening from the colonial line, there's a lot of great things coming in the future. Uh, just believe in yourself and believe in what we do and what we stand for. And I think five, ten years from now, you are going to have an amazing career. So I want to thank you guys for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Love it, man. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin. Appreciate your time, buddy. Yeah, Kevin. You're an inspiration on so many fronts. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I would work for you any day, buddy. That's right. Wow, TJ. That is what Fusick is all about, Would you brother. say that he nuked it? I would say that he yes. nuked it. Is exactly Great what job, I would say. Kevin. Nuked with a capital N. Yes. N E K. Right. Um, that, dude, that just pumped me up. I'll say, I will admit uh, that today has been one of those days at work that you kind of just want to say, forget it. I'm going to get to everything right. tomorrow. Um, just, just, you know, one of those things where we earn our paycheck type of days. And, uh, and fired just, you up. That just right? reminded me. It will just reminded me why we why we yes. have these days and why we still need to stay positive because it's people like Kevin and this company, man, that is the reason why we choose leadership is because that dude is awesome. And that's who we want this company to be about in the future. And that, so yeah. kudos to you, Kevin Grant. And Kevin Grant, by the way, won the award. So we gave an award in Central Florida, uh, TJ, called the, the Honey, Honey Badger. Badger. Nice. The hardworking, never nonstop. You can't beat him. No matter, you can't yep. beat him. You know, and then Kevin's one of those guys. He's, his nickname in the territory is the Honey Badger, and uh, he won the Honey Badger Fusick Award at the Territory Kickoff Meeting last year. So, definitely something that I uh, we're proud of. A great, great story, man. That was awesome. But TJ, what was your biggest takeaway? You know, there's plenty, uh, Craig. Here, there was a lot of takeaways. The the biggest takeaway is when he talked about being patient until you find your passion and your why. And once you find that, dive into the career and don't, don't get stuck into a career uh, like he did for 20-something years. Uh, because his passion of uh, protecting American workers because of the situations that, occur that happened to him, uh, his why was so strong that when the hurdles came, he was able to overcome them because it wasn't about making money. It wasn't about, you know, a lifestyle. He wanted to have a purpose and he wanted to protect American workers and so therefore well the biggest the biggest thing on what you yeah. just said out there TJ was is that he's not scared to he's not scared to tell anybody his story and his right. why and that's, that's he tells everybody he meets important. his why you know right. and that's something that I know I yeah. struggled with at the beginning was I didn't I didn't tell people my why and I couldn't figure out why it just made me uncomfortable but so many people out there are scared to tell people their story and tell people their why Kevin tells everybody he meets that, and that's why everybody attracts to him, and that's why they open a record number of new cases in second quarter was because he tells every business owner he meets his story, and he makes it real, and because that's why it's we, relatable. Do we do. Our products matter, and right. he, he's doing it on purpose. It's, it's awesome here. So, I've, uh, yeah, well, what else you got? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I was starting with just what's your takeaway, Craig? Uh, well, that was that was my biggest takeaway, I, and, I, and I love – Two things that remind me of Kevin. There's a great quote by Andy Frisella that says, the longer I'm in business, the more I notice that in the big scheme of things, the people who have accomplished the most are the most humble and the most willing to learn. 
and the ones who have accomplished the least have the biggest egos who quote unquote know everything. And you cannot talk. even begin yeah. <laughs> you cannot even begin to tap into potential growth until you truly realize how small and insignificant you really are. Yes. And Kevin Grant to me is one of the most humble, hardworking people in it and it and it and it's so attractive and it's so, you know, just you just want to be a part of it. Like you said, you would work for him. And he does. He bases everything he knows off of, and he said this a few times, faith, family, work ethic, attitude, good attitude. Yep. Right? And that's something that was my biggest takeaway. Those two things just were very, just just screamed out to me. So yes. um, do you have anything else you want to add on this? I don't, I don't, I don't want to ruin this podcast by having us no, talk we, we about need it a, too we much need because to, we, we need to shut we up. let people focus on yep. Kevin. We need to shut up, move forward. This was fantastic. Awesome. Well, this is awesome. Thank you, Kevin. Guys, go find yep. us out there. My name is Craig Miller. Um, I'm at Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. And go follow us at Fusic.us. Um, or you can find Fusic on any social media network as well. And TJ, where can we find you? Uh, same place, Craig. Uh, Facebook, TJ McGinnis. Uh, Instagram, McGinnis516. Uh, so it was a pleasure. Thank you all. Thank you, guys. Love y'all. Fusic. A podcast for everyone who said I couldn't. <laughs>